So I'm not as um, animated as my pastor. He likes to walk around and be uh, theatrical. So I'm just going to talk to you. I'm just going to speak the word as I feel it's on my heart. But I do want to acknowledge the Rethink Christmas Bible plan that I've been reading for the last month because this did inspire this message. So this time of year and leading to this very day, we are normally focused on the world giving gifts. But around 2,000 years ago, some men gave some very significant gifts to a toddler. When we look closer at who gave the gifts and what was given, we can see they were not They were not only carefully chosen, but very appropriate for the saviour of the world. So I'm going to look at Matthew chapter 2, from verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Herod the great, Magi, wise men from the east, came to Jerusalem asking, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. So he called together all the chief priests and scribes of the people and anxiously asked them where the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, was to be born. They replied to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet Micah. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not in any way least among the leaders of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly sent for the Magi, and learned from them the exact time the star had first appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search carefully for the child, for when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and behold, the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them, continually leading the way, until it came and stood over the place where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, And after entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then after opening their treasure chests, they presented to him gifts fit for a king, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to go back to Herod, they magically left for their own country by another way. Now when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod intends to search for the child in order to destroy him. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night, and left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Hosea. Out of Egypt I called my son. So let's start looking at, firstly, the wise men, or wise magi. The wise men, it is thought, came from what we know as modern-day Turkey. But the Bible is not clear where exactly they came from, so we can never gauge a true distance of how far they travelled or what nation they came from. So we don't know what sort of people they were coming from, but we know they came from the East. No one knows for certain how many wise men there were either, but it is assumed because there were three gifts that there were three of them. They were highly regarded, intelligent, knowledgeable astrologers but most importantly they were Gentiles like you and me I don't think there's any Jewish people in the house today is there right they were not Jewish but they did have a great knowledge and probably a portion of godly wisdom to interpret and understand Hebrew and Jewish customs don't know about you the last time I read Hebrew it all looked gibberish 
but they did know what to look for about the coming birth of Jesus, our Lord Saviour. They were well educated, and they probably didn't suffer fools lightly. The wool could not be pulled over their eyes. They had carefully weighed up all the facts of what the scriptures said through the prophets, God's inspired word, and the sign in the stars. How wonderful it is how God works in people's lives using their very own skills given to them by God to help the rest of the world see and in time acknowledge the arrival of the most important person ever to walk this planet. The wise men were always seeking and searching for the truth and for signs of the arrival of the Saviour. And when they saw the sign, they immediately acted upon it, travelling a great distance and at a notable cost to themselves. But for them it was worth the effort and sacrifice to see the King of Kings born in a far place that they would come to know as Bethlehem. Now the Bible implies the Magi travelled potentially hundreds of miles over a number of months as Jesus was a toddler between 18 and 24 months and in a house by the time they arrived to see him. I don't know about you, but as a man, I like to get a bargain. Yeah? So if I see a good car and it's up in Scotland and it's worth the travel, I'm going to pay you the train ticket or drive all the way up there. don't know about you, I will travel the distance. Or I might want to see a wonderful place. I wanted to go and see Land's End the other day. I decided I'd trek across the Land's End. I drove. I didn't actually walk. I drove. <laughs> but I wanted to see that, that place before God take me home. The Lord can use many things to get our attention. How wonderful that those astrologers would use the star to be guided to the Saviour. And at some point from Jesus' birth, the wise men followed this star, which shone much brighter than the others, and led them to the one who would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. They believed Jesus was who the scriptures and the shining star was follow- they were following was pointing to. And Jesus was this world's eternal saviour, sent to us to save us from sin and eternal separation from the almighty God, our creator and sustainer of all things. So let's look at the three gifts. These three gifts they brought were gold, frankincense and myrrh. And these three gifts all have a great significance to who Jesus was and would become to them and us. These gifts point to Jesus being our king, our eternal high priest, and our saviour through the sacrifice of his perfect, sinless life. Let's start with gold. This was a gift fit for a king. Whenever people wanted to find favour or build a relationship with another king or ruler, they would bring gifts, including the most precious and expensive gift this world has to offer, gold. To this day, gold has not lost any of its worth or value, and it does support our existing financial systems. What this gold also provided was a means for his parents, Mary and Joseph, to take baby Jesus out of heaven's clutches and the atrocious act he would perform to attempt to murder Jesus, a threat to his rule. The wise men recognised and submitted to Jesus' authority and his divine royalty through this gift. Frankincense. This is harvested from certain trees in the Middle East. The resin produced when burned releases a potent, fragrant scent. And to this day, frankincense from the Middle East is used in the most expensive and exotic fragrances the world has ever known, like Charlie and all of that foolishness that you want to put in here. Um, Priests in Old Testament times burned incense in the tabernacle and the temple to represent the prayers of God's people going up to him 
and being received by him, an essential connection between heaven and earth. Psalm 141 verse 2 says, Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. It was the priest's duty to ensure the incense was offered to God on the people's behalf, and the wise men want to acknowledge Jesus as the greatest high priest the world would ever encounter or need. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 says, Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. The priest represented God's people to God and interceded for them to God. Mortal priests, no matter how good or faithful they were, would eventually pass away. But Jesus, even before his incarnation as a human, was high priest for us all. He remained that after his birth and death as a man and continues as our high priest now eternally at the right hand of our Heavenly Father. Jesus was, is, and always will be the eternal mediator between mankind and God. He is the only way to know the mysterious almighty God of the ages. Last scripture, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The final gift, myrrh, points to Jesus being our saviour. Now this is harvested in a similar way to frankincense and gives off a nice scent. However, myrrh can provide some medicinal uses. When mixed with wine, it could be used as a sedative. It also could be used on wounds and was applied to corpses to slow the effects of decay. Jesus was offered myrrh at his crucifixion. Mark 15.23 reflects that. But he refused it. He had to endure the whole weight of the world's sin with no hindrances. But we also see that after his death, Jesus' body was embalmed in myrrh. Mentioned in John 19, verses 38 to 40. This all points to Jesus being born as a man to die for us, to be the Lamb of God and the perfect atoning sacrifice for the world's sins. Jesus also sacrificed temporarily his full position in heaven to come to earth, holding in most of his glory, power and holiness so others would not be overwhelmed in his presence, the full power of God Almighty. God now dwells in the midst of us, for those who believe and follow him. So just as the wise men came bearing gifts, Jesus has many gifts for you. But for today, let's focus on these three gifts to which you could have. The first one, he will save you. The second, he will help you. The third, he will make a way for you back to God if you're willing to receive him into your life. The greatest gift this world has or will ever receive is God's son, sent to bear our sins, to redeem and save us, and bring us back to our loving Heavenly Father, who never gave up on us. In Jesus we have salvation, we have life, and we have hope. My challenge to you today is to be like the wise men. Search him out, and allow God to continue to reveal to you, as well, the wonders of knowing the Saviour of this world. Just a prayer. Heavenly Father, Every day I am gratefully, eternally gratefully, that you open my eyes. And Lord, I pray that those whose eyes may not be fully opened, that they would be opened to the glorious gift that you not only gave today, but every day. Every day to those who are willing to follow you and listen to you. Lord, it's not just about holding the title of Christian. 
It's about listening to you. It's about following you. It's about loving you. It's about obeying you. So help us, even us as Christians today, help us be more obedient and learn more about you through your word and through your love. In Jesus' precious name, amen.